be very, very quiet. We are hunting coffee. But it's tea season. Never tea season. Not in the bearded <laughs> household. Well, hey, you drink a lot of coffee and tea, True. so it, I mean, it works out. It, it balances out a little bit. True. Well, this is the Caffeinated Podcast. This is obviously the show where positivity is our goal. Chaos happens to be the process. Welcome. And you may notice there's a gigantic question mark that we had to make sure was written <laughs> in reverse, but we do have a special guest, and I'm going to let the beard announce them. Yeah, we're going to go. I'm just going to go ahead and introduce. I don't want him to have to carry hold that for very long. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure and honor to have the owner of Coffee Terrian with us tonight, Mr. John Pop. Welcome, John. What's up, guys? So, Thank you for having me on. <clears throat> no, man, we appreciate you. We appreciate your coffee. Just <laughs> FYI, for those that are watching and listening, Bubsy and I are drinking a brand new uh, coffee for us tonight. We just got in. The uh, single source Colombian, and John, if you have, I know you've probably tried most of them, and maybe not have been able to try all of them yet. But this one is smooth. You're gonna like it, and it's good, just straight black. It's that smooth. He fell in love as soon as he brewed it. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. You know, they say that Colombian coffee, uh, for in, in terms of like single origins, they say Colombian coffee is the highest selling across the country statistically. And, uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, my parents' generation growing up in those commercials where it's like people were like, that's Colombian coffee. You know, they, they have that word association. Yep. So they hear Colombian and they think, oh, that's rich, bold coffee. Um, and there's, there's merit to that. So it is a great single origin. I have had ours and, uh, and I really do like it. So yeah, I'm glad you it's, like it. It's, one, it's, it's up there in my, it's climbing up my favorites list. There's, you know, right now, Mexican is probably at the very top of my favorites list. That is by far the best coffee I've ever drank. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we tell people about this all the time. I talk about the coffee on TikTok all the time. We've got folks that come in and go, okay, what's the flavor of the day? Because they've come to realize I don't always drink just one flavor every day. Yeah. So, right. You know, you got, it's kind of like shoes. You got to have what you're in the mood for, right? That's right. And, and, you know, people ask me, they're like, where should I start? And a lot of times I'll tell them like, hey, try Guatemala. And then based on that, you know, do you like the, the fruitier, more uh, bright notes? Do you like the chocolatier, rich notes? Do you like the spice in it a little bit? And that kind of gives you directions for like, all right, now I have a baseline. So now I can try this coffee or that coffee and kind of, you know, everybody's flavor profile is a little bit different. Everybody has those tasting notes in their coffee that they like um, that maybe the next person likes it. Okay. But they're not in love with it. And, and so being able to kind of try the different regions of the world out, the different flavors or the different blends that really kind of helps you lock in what, what really is the flavor flavor profile that you like. And, and that kind of, you, you kind of hone into some favorites and, and Mexico is certainly one of my favorites as well. That's a great single origin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't figured out yet, this entire episode is going to be about one of my favorite things, coffee. <laughs> so the title is just straight out Coffee-tarian. We're going to talk a little bit about John. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, how he became coffee-obsessed like I did and how <laughs> that led to coffee -tarian. 
We're also going to talk about, you know, what exactly is coffee tearing? You've heard Bubsy and my attempt to share that information a few times. Uh, we do our best, oh. but John will be able to do it so much better. <laughs> right? You guys and do an awesome job. The uh, Then we're going to talk about, you know, you know, because you hear the questions, John, and I know you've heard it before. Isn't all coffee the same? You know, <laughs> what makes good coffee? You know, why is some coffee better? And for those that are really just getting into it, we're also going to talk about where do you start if you want better coffee and you're on a budget. You know, right. I'm on a budget. My st I didn't spend a whole lot of stuff on uh, money on my stuff to begin with. And uh, I do have, John has a coffee maker that I'm extremely jealous of that I am saving for, by the way. Right. It's a good and one. Then John is going to give us uh, a little demonstration. He's going to tell you, kind of walk you through it and, you know, tell you, like, we're going to talk about how the difference in grind, like he said, can change the notes of the flavor of the coffee. Mm -hmm. So, and guys, that's kind of just, you know, how we have, we kind of have a uh, basic skeleton of where we're going to go. And then we just let the rabbits run and let the conversation go where it needs to go. But I've been looking forward to this. I've been excited about it since we started talking about it. And anybody that's been on TikTok or YouTube or whatever knows that Coffeetarian is one of those places that I talk about a lot. And I'm not going to get, I'm not going to suggest something that I don't drink myself or we're, you know, Bubsy and I said it before, John, we're not going to have a sponsor if we don't like the stuff. We're Absolutely. not just going to do it to have a sponsor. I'm, so, I'm here for the caffeine, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so let, let's do it this way, guys. How about this? John, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, uh, okay. who you are, what you do, and then we'll just jump into how the obsession started. And Bubsy and I will maybe throw a question or two in there, but we want to know as much about it as you can possibly tell us. All righty. Well, yeah, so again, my name is John, and uh, I'm the uh, the owner of Coffee Terrian, um, which is a relatively new company. We just started this year, uh, 2021, uh, kind of in the middle of the craziness that's going on, pandemic kind of world. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a lover of coffee. Uh, I'm I'm obsessed with not only coffee itself, but the different ways to make it, the uh, the different little things you can do that make such a big impact on the taste and the flavor profiles and things like that. Um, big fan and supporter of uh, the Caffeinated Podcast. I've caught every single one of their episodes since they launched, uh, and so we love them. Uh, I actually have known these guys for years uh, on a personal level, and they're both awesome, awesome people. Um, and so, you know, they started up this this podcast, and, uh, and even though the topics vary week to week and the discussions – you know, are different. Um, I think it's just awesome. It's awesome entertainment. It's awesome because it does kind of feel like uh, that you kind of invited these guys into your living room and you just kind of get to listen to them uh, chat back and forth and, you know, uh, talk about their different perspectives. I think that's an awesome thing. And I love that we have the power of, you know, social media and podcasts and stuff to be able to diversify and even challenge each other in what we think and, and that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. We big supporters of the podcast. Um, and they were talking about wanting, you know, some sponsorships to line up and stuff like that. And so I reached out to them and I said, Hey, I would love to be your first sponsor. Um, I would love to to help support you guys. They already support our company. You know, they were on the ground floor of ordering from us when we first launched and, 
um, yeah. trying out the products and giving me their feedback. So if I had started my wall a whole lot sooner, they may know much how much we actually love your coffee. <laughs> oh, Just so right. that, you know, it's growing by the week. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, like, we started his whole TikTok. We were doing coffee reviews too. So we had just thousands upon thousands of different bags of coffee. And then we're, then you launched a coffee company. We're like, okay, these are all great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the awesome thing was like, um, we actually had gotten several orders in several different customers in our first couple months. And so we wanted to do like a, a, a drawing and like a giveaway and uh, it wasn't planned or scripted. It was 100% <laughs> as random as it could be. And, you know, the beard won. And so we got him that hat and, and everything. But, you know, already they were supporters of the company. And we support what they do with the podcast and how it, it honestly does. I think it and, – and I've told these guys this, you know, just off camera. And I'll say it on camera. Uh, I think that what, the, what these guys are doing is important um, because – where there's so much negativity in the world, there's so much, you know, people are, you know, being divided over a, a, a litany of things, you know, everything, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So to have people who their only aim is to make you smile, to, to make you laugh, to make you feel good, to make you think, um, that really, honestly, I do think we need people out there who are lifting up people's spirits and, and giving them a reason to smile. And so, you know, what's not to love about that? And the fact that they love coffee, you know, it's on, just, yeah. it's a match made in heaven, right? Well, so. Tom, before I ask you how the obsession actually started, uh -huh. guys, for those that you are listening and who are uh, watching on YouTube, do us a favor, like, comment, subscribe share let everybody know because yeah. these guys their company outside of having great coffee they have a heart to help and we're going to talk about that more here in just a minute but every time you buy from coffee tarian you get to be a part of the blessing that they're bestowing on other people and i just yeah. wanted to put that in there before we even get into all that so john i guess where we got to start <laughs> how did the obsession start that's a great question and i do get asked that from time to time especially when people see all the different you know, things that I've collected for brewing coffee and the fact that I was even interested in <laughs> the fact that I was even interested in, in starting my own coffee company. It's like, well, what got you into coffee? And it's, it couldn't be more perfect the way that these guys opened the show because they mentioned it's tea season, coffee season. What got me into coffee was tea. Um, I remember thinking, like tea is awful. Like it doesn't taste good. You put the little bag in the water and like, why do people drink this? It's not good. And so I just always had this perception of like, tea is not great. And I would drink soda. And, uh, and I, one time I was in a store, uh, it was a tea store and this guy who worked there challenged me, said, I'll make you the best cup of tea you've ever had. And if it's not life changing, you know, then I'll let you go. And, um, I told these guys, I said, man, I tried this blend of loose leaf tea that he made. And $180 later, I'm walking out of the store with all this gear piled up. Uh, and so that got me into loose leaf tea. And I started, you know, really kind of getting into the sciences of um, the water temperatures and the origins that the leaves come from and all of that kind of stuff. And tea has its own world, which I love and appreciate. But I remember, you know, I didn't really get into drinking coffee till I was in college. Uh, I would be working late in the computer labs and things like that. And I would drink coffee. But I was, at that time, 
I drink coffee. Really, what I like to say is, uh, you know, I drank uh, a, a little bit of coffee with my milk and sugar, right? Is really what it was. My, you know, my experience with coffee was just pile creamer and sugar into it and then put a little bit of coffee. And that's about all I could stomach. Um, and, and so then I remember I got into tea and all the different, you know, the different flavor profiles and everything you can do with tea. And I remember thinking, I wonder if coffee's the same way. Coffee's natural. It grows on trees. You know, it comes from all over, all over the world, different origins. And I remember thinking, if tea has its own world, what does the coffee world look like? And little did I know until I started getting into it that coffee, the world of coffee is actually even larger by far than the world of tea. Um, but that got me into, you know, starting to do things like I would sign up for coffee subscriptions and I would take a a tour of different regions around the world, uh, in, in terms of coffee profiles, um, trying out different countries, coffees, and, uh, and really that was the first time I, I actually could drink coffee with nothing in it. Like I, I remember I would drink it with just a little bit of sweetener. And then eventually it was like, man, the, the flavors came out so well that putting anything in the coffee usually took away from the notes. And when you have really high quality coffee, um, the more sweeteners and things like that you put in, the more you're actually going to mask the natural flavors that good, fresh quality coffee brings out. And so, um, I started, you know, and I didn't have anything. I had a, I had a Keurig. That was it. Just the single pod little machine. That was all I had. Right. And, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they get, a, you know, they get a lot of grief even from, from me, but you know, it was a place to start. So from there it was, okay, how can I up my game? And it was buying things like a Chemex and then a French press and a pour over and upgrading my coffee machines and upgrading grinders and learning about water temperature and how different degrees make a difference, how grind size makes a difference, uh, like the beard mentioned. And, and so it was like I, I, all these things, all these things in this world of coffee were kind of unlocked. And it was a little overwhelming at first, but I started following people um, who would do videos and do informational stuff. And right. one of the best sources that I plug all the time is a man uh, in the UK named, named James Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N, James Hoffman. Yeah, guys, if you are even in the least little bit interested, uh, John turned me on to jo- uh, James Hoffman's uh, YouTube page. Go check yeah. it out. He, he is just straight to the point. And he'll tell you how to make a good cup of coffee, and he will up your coffee game. Now, and I didn't mean to interrupt, you, but I, I want to ask no, you: you're Isn't the science part of it, it, the science part of the making the coffee, isn't it one of the things that is almost as interesting as the flavor? It is, Absolutely. It is for me. You know, I love Absolutely. the because the how much coffee beans by the gram and how much water and all this stuff. And there's probably people listening and are going to be watching, going, "Oh my gosh, they're going to go all nerdy." It's amazing when you see what you can do with just a few extra beans, a little couple of different notches on your grind, yeah. and it just blows your mind the way the same coffee you drank yesterday changes because you did something just a little bit different. I'm just saying, if they're expecting Absolutely. us not to go nerdy considering the, <laughs> the topics we have covered, like, we are, yeah. Yeah, no. okay, first of all, we went to Comic-Con, like, <laughs> we're talking nerdy. I love to talk about time theory. I'll bring it up at any opportunity. Like, well, time is important when you're making coffee. That it is. Yeah, absolutely. 
and, and that's the thing. I, like, sometimes people will, will see my coffee setup and they'll say things like, it looks like you're doing a science experiment. And, and in a way, I kind of am every time. Um, I love my coffee pot and I love it in the morning, especially when I wake up early and have to go to work and, you know, coffee's ready and here I, you know, here we go. But there's something, honestly, there's something fascinating to me about the art of brewing coffee. So every chance I get to be able to do pour overs or, you know, the science behind the time in a French press and how long the coffee can sit there and extract or um, pulling espresso shots and trying out different time ratios and, and stuff like that with espresso. There's an art to it. Honestly, there is. Um, not just latte art. There's actual, there's the art and the science of coffee. More that is, is fascinating. And, and it, it absolutely, um, I remember I, I got my wife into drinking coffee and she was kind of like I used to be, you know, with milk and sugar and cream and all of it. And I remember the first couple times I had her drinking coffee with almost nothing in it, maybe just a little packet of sweetener. And even that, she was like, I never thought I'd be the kind of person to drink black coffee. And now she's like, the coffee's so good. If I put stuff in it, it actually takes away from the coffee. And so now, even my wife is is sold on it. <laughs> I know that here in just a minute, we're going we're gonna to talk about coffee tearing itself and the uh, reason behind coffee tearing and what you guys do. And then we're going to do some coffee talk. We're going to talk about this some more. But, and, but I just want to interject here for just some, I've had people tell me I've never had a good cup of coffee. Mm. And I'm just saying you've never had a cup of coffee fixed properly. You yeah. Know, because if it's, if you take the time, if you put the effort in, just like a good meal, you're going to get an excellent cup of coffee. And it right. also depends on the coffee that you get. I mean, seriously, um, I have nothing against the big brands out there on the shelf. Okay. I don't, but you just do not know how long that coffee has been sitting in a warehouse and yep. then sitting on the shelf and that will affect the flavor. So yes. you, those who've said that may honestly have never really had a good right. cup of coffee. Either that or they I challenge anybody. I'll make somebody a cup of coffee if they want it. You know what I'm saying? Either that or they yeah. only go to Starbucks. Uh, no. Right. Uh, no. Get that word <laughs> out your mouth. No, that's what I'm saying. When, like they haven't had a good cup because they only go to Starbucks. Oh, okay. Right. I'm just, yeah, yeah. So when, John, when people when people okay. talk about like having a bad like I've never had a good cup of coffee and you ask them like, well, what was it that you didn't like about the coffee? A lot of times you'll hear the same themes. It was bitter, it tasted burnt, it was, you know, and that's all indications. It's like don't judge coffee by that experience. Right. Because there's a whole world that's so much better than the, I'm, I'm sorry, but the unfortunate experience you had with that coffee. Well, so. the, I'll put it in this context, and then, then we're going to talk about the company. If you've got your, a favorite steakhouse that always makes your steak right, and then you go somewhere else, then you're going to compare their steak to that really good steak made your way. And yeah. it's the same thing with coffee. Once you find a place, if they do it properly, that you like, I'd stick with it. But once you learn how right. to do it yourself, you can repeat it over yeah. and over and over again. So, yeah. um, you know, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. So, John, tell us a little bit about Coffee Tarion. I mean, Bubsy and I know a little bit about it. We've talked a little bit about it in our right. uh, ads and stuff like that. But tell us the, I guess, the heart behind Coffee Tarion. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had been into coffee for a couple of years and just trying to tweak my own experience. And I, you know, uh, would get coffee shipped to my house because you just can't buy um, 
good quality freshness from a store shelf. You just can't. It's exactly what you mentioned. Um, you know, even if the coffee was fresh at one time, by the time it makes it to your big chain, you know, grocery stores and things like that, all of that coffee's had to go through a distribution center. It's had to be put on trucks, then put on the back of the store, and then eventually moved to the front of the store as the shelves start to, um, you know, empty. And uh, and in all reality, um, coffee it's good for a a long time in terms of like FDA standards on it going bad. It it takes usually like 24 months or more for coffee to actually kind of go bad. Mm -hmm. But there is a very small window of freshness that you just usually can't get at a grocery store. If you do, it would be some, you know, small rare chance of fate that you actually got good quality, fresh coffee from a, a grocery store. Just because of the the shipping process and the distribution. So normally, when you go buy coffee, even if it's a higher-end coffee from your local grocery stores, it's usually at least six months old. And what they do, what coffee roasters do a lot of times, and and I totally understand this, is they don't put a a best-buy date on the bag that goes on the store shelves. They'll put like an expiration date. And so when you go in and you know that according to FDA standards, coffee doesn't expire for two years, and you look at the shelf and it says doesn't expire till you know June 2022, you think, oh man, this coffee must be fresh. Yep. In all reality, right? And in all reality, it could be six months, twelve months old. Um, and coffee, the longer it goes, the the more those vibrant flavors that come out when you brew coffee the right way those vibrant flavors get more muted over time. And so eventually kind of as the coffee naturally stales, um, you lose that ability to pull those flavors out. So sometimes people say, I haven't had a good cup of coffee. And it's because they've either gotten it at like a restaurant that's just mass produced, or they've gotten it from a store shelf thinking this is a brand new thing of coffee. I pulled the, the seal off of it, but really it's been sitting there for months and months and months. So specialty coffee which is what we sell, has been around for a long time. It's been around for decades, actually. But what's interesting is a lot of people still don't know about it. They don't know that there's a difference between your, your store brand that everybody knows versus a single origin, you know, Mexico or Guatemala. They don't understand that there really is a difference. And specialty coffee's been around for a while, but what I find is that the information is slow in terms of its, its reaching people. However... With things like, you know, the pandemic that we're in, where a lot of people are either working from home or, you know, there was times where things were shut down and they had to be from home. Um, people started to take an interest in coffee and in specialty coffee because stores kind of rose up online and, and kind of got popular that would ship coffee to your door. Well, now, if I've got to wait for my groceries to be shipped to me anyways... I could just have coffee shipped to me just like I do things on Amazon because who knows that we all love to buy things from Amazon and have the pretty little package show up at our door, right? Well, now I can do the same thing with coffee. I don't have to leave the house, but it's a thousand times more fresh when it's shipped to my door from a specialty roaster than it is on the store shelves. And so just to give you a comparison, like I said, coffee that's on a grocery store shelf, usually six months to 12 months old. Our company and several other specialty companies, when you place your order, the, the coffee beans are roasted on demand, which means they're not roasting the beans until your order comes in. Yeah. They roast the beans. 
they ship them to you the same day out the door, or they will, if, they, if they're grinding it, they'll grind it, let the CO2 release, and package it and sell it the very, or ship it the very next day. And you're talking that it's on your porch uh, or at your front door, usually within somewhere between four to seven days. Yeah. And the optimal time to drink coffee, to brew coffee, is about four days and on from the day it was roasted. Because there's a lot of CO2 usually, that gets trapped. I think we usually get ours uh, right about five days every yeah. time we order. So, and, yep, and that's the average is and five it, days, know, and that's the it, perfect It just makes time. all the difference in the world. And, you know, it's one of the questions, you know, that's in the next one, but you're, you're answering it here. Isn't all coffee the same? Well, no, right. coffee is not all the same. Not at all. You know. And, and so with that rise of specialty coffee, and the pandemic and everything like that, and my love of coffee, the thought naturally came, okay, I want to be able to help people in this time where people are, you know, people are, are experiencing loss or fear or they're experiencing tough times. Um, you wouldn't believe, and I, wouldn't, I didn't even really know it until I got into to starting up Coffee Tearing, but you wouldn't believe the impact that things like this pandemic has had on the ability for nonprofits to raise money. Right. I've literally had meetings with nonprofits where their directors are in tears saying every big fundraiser we do throughout the year that we rely on is an in-person fundraiser. And what has been really kind of stifled or even canceled during this pandemic is in-person fundraisers. You're talking a lot of these nonprofits will hold banquet dinners, fundraising dinners for hundreds or even thousands of people. And then all of a sudden, that's their primary way to make money that they're going to use to operate the entire year. And now those things are gone. And, and so that really kind of struck us on how can I take two things that I'm passionate about? Number one, helping people. And number two, coffee. And how can I combine those things and actually even start a business in the middle of a pandemic that is a viable option for people? And that's where uh, I'll give all the credit to my wife who, who runs the company with me. We were talking about this idea of wanting to start a coffee company where we could ship coffee to somebody's door all online anywhere in the country and that we would pair it with nonprofits and that we would take a percentage of every single cell on the website and we would directly give these to foundations across the nation and, uh, and starting here locally where we're at. And I said, what do we even call this? And she said, man, I love it. It's coffee. It's humanitarian efforts. We should call it coffee Tarian. I love it. And I was like, how did you do that? Like, how did you just come up with that? Just, you, I mean, it's, I'm sitting here for hours brainstorming and she just off the top of her head. But I mean, just an amazing, an amazing name that represents us, coffee and humanitarian efforts paired together. And so we, we wanted to offer something that was completely online, that people could buy stuff just like they buy on Amazon. They could buy stuff, whether it be a hat, a shirt, a cup, or coffee okay. from our website. <laughs> yep. And, and it would immediately help by going to these different foundations. Yeah. And I've had, I mean, I've had nonprofits call me up and say, thank you, because we didn't know how we were gonna raise money right now, because the pandemic right now, we're still in the middle of it. And so people were saying, we didn't know how we were gonna help raise money. 
I had one nonprofit who reached out to me completely like they found my contact information reached out to me and i said how did you hear about us you know from maybe one of the other nonprofits we work with they said we googled how to fundraise during a pandemic like unique ways and she said your company came up in our google results i'm all and i was like well that's that's amazing because i love it i love you it. know that's just the, you never know how the internet works right it's uh right. I'm, I'm in software and it's still a black box to me it's a mystery so, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen who are watching and listening do you understand now why bubsy and i were so tickled when coffee terry <laughs> said hey we want to start sponsoring the podcast because you've heard us say it before and unfortunately you'll hear me say it a whole lot more you know, our goal with the podcast and all the other stuff is to lift people up, to make people smile, to help get you out of your headspace and help somebody have a better day. Right. And here's a company that is trying to do that, bring you really good coffee, but also trying to make people's day a little bit better financially when a lot of those avenues have been shut. Yeah. This is why I say, you know, go check them out. Check out the coffee. You won't be disappointed. You'll actually probably be really excited like i was i mean i think uh, if i remember correctly john the first one i ordered was cowboy blend because mm -hmm. it's a good medium dark roast mm -hmm. and uh, we love it and that's usually what i tell everybody to start with because to me that's kind of a medium ground yep. or medium grind you know yeah and it gives them a good base to start with right know? and then you can just play from there you know and we've been so blessed to work with so many awesome nonprofits. um we, we launched with um, a, a, a social media organization called Leora Strong mm -hmm. that was uh, directly um, uh, some friends of ours walked through a very tough season where their daughter uh, had stage four cancer as a six-year-old girl. And, uh, and just an amazing miracle that that little girl is. She's now completely in remission from cancer. Uh, they thought that you know, that was going to be it. And then all of a sudden, uh, just a, a miracle happens in her life. She's, she's thriving. Her hair's growing back. Oh, she's a beautiful on. little girl. And so we paired, like when we launched the company, we said, we want to start there because that's a story near and dear to our hearts. They were friends of ours. And they worked with uh, an organization called Granted, which is in the uh, tri-state area where we're at. And they kind of helped fill in the gaps. You know, Make-A-Wish Foundation is a nationwide organization. But there's such a need that Make-A-Wish Foundation can't get to every, every kid. Right, um, right. And so Granted said, hey, in our area, we're going to fill the gaps by helping to grant children who are walking through stuff that not only should adults not ever have to face the kinds of things, but children, man, they're so innocent. And having to face things like cancer at such an early age, it's heartbreaking to watch. And, uh, and so Granted, they come in and they help children who are going through the unimaginable find hope and find joy in their life by granting wishes for them. So that was the very first organization we worked with. And from there, we've gotten to work with Central Kentucky Writing for Hope. They oh, use wow. animal therapy to treat children with autism. They treat veterans with PTSD. They'll work with people who have uh, high anxiety. Um, they'll work with muscular disorders. And they use the, the beauty of horses and how powerful animal connections with humans are and they use those animal therapies um to really just bring a smile to children and to veterans and and everything and really and, and help them in their therapeutic processes um we're working with right now as you guys have heard uh, on the sponsorship ad we're working with new breed um in their educate liberia initiative we're, we're helping yes. them 
build a school in Africa where there hasn't been a school in, in like generations. Um, and so literally we're doing a big push. We have a big in-person fundraiser that our company is going to be at. And it's going to be here in the area where we're pushing for, you know, there's going to be door prizes and there's going to be games and stuff like that. But there's also going to be presentations and guest speakers and really trying to raise the money because we want to see we're very close. I mean, we are extremely close to having the school fully funded. They've already got the building. They've already started on the construction. Now they're starting to look at how many desks do we need? You know, how, how many, how many school supplies in each area do we need? They're like at that level. And so we're trying to just get that completely finished off so that they can open school. We're hoping they'll open school next year for the school um, in Liberia. And, and, and that's awesome. Like I'm taking this light guys uh, for those that, uh, you know, who are watching and all that, but go to cafeterian.store, check out the coffee, check out yeah. the hats, check out the shirts like John is wearing, check out the coffee mugs, which are excellent. They keep your coffee nice and hot for a good long period of time. Right. And while you're enjoying good coffee, you can take satisfaction in the moment knowing that somebody's going to be enjoying an education. Come because on. You bought coffee. Yeah. Or because you bought a coffee mug. See, that's the thing, guys. It doesn't take a whole lot for us to change the world. That's we right. sit where we are when all this stuff is going on and we think that we can't do anything. I'm not telling you you have to do anything. I'm I'm suggesting please go buy some coffee, enjoy <laughs> some great flavors, and help somebody get an education. I mean, yeah. Bubsy, I know you're just here for the caffeine, but you can't <laughs> beat that deal, right? No. no. No, not at all. Plus, I will say got, that, Go ahead. I'm just saying, and Chris, this is skipping over a little bit, I probably have now found number one so far for at least coffee flavors, at least. He likes the Colombian. There you go. I'm just saying. There you go. And I don't mean to, to put Bubsy on the spot, but y'all need to know he stole that coffee cup. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the awesome thing is there's no limit to the great organizations out there that are helping mm. part of the thing right. that we want to do is not only contribute financially to those organizations but we want to bring awareness to them um there are so many good causes that they don't have a multi-million dollar marketing campaign they don't have a mm. huge outreach and so there's some amazing people in this world i mean amazing people doing amazing things that they'll never get recognition for. Right. And the least we can do is use our small circle of influence to try to bring awareness to those causes. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if we can help somebody learn about a cause that can touch their life or someone they know, and, and maybe you didn't buy coffee, but you just help spread awareness. To me, it's all about how can we all do our part? You know, and like, like Kevin said, it doesn't change much. To, it doesn't. It doesn't take much for us to change the world. It just takes everybody doing their part. Right, and it and, could, you know, and it's awesome. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, we we know that the, we know that there are so many causes out there that need help. And I know that John and the Coffeeterian team are going to do their best to help as many as they can. But the simple fact is, and again, I'm not trying to put pressure. Please don't anybody think that. But the more that you can do, or the more that you want to do. I'll say it right. like this. If you, you know, uh, Coffeeterian just started doing subscriptions. You mm-hmm. can get weekly or monthly pre, uh, pre-done subscriptions. It'll just show up. You don't have to worry about pre- reordering it or anything like that. You can do that. 
All right. Or if you just want to go in every once in a while and buy a bag of coffee or buy somebody a hat or buy somebody a coffee mug for a Christmas birthday, whatever, you can do that. But see, here's the thing. You think, well, you know, uh, Beard, I don't have a whole lot of money. Okay. Then tell somebody about this great company. Tell them about the website where they can go and do it. And you're still right. a part of the blessing. You're still helping change the world simply by telling somebody about something that you heard about. Mm-hmm. You know, the the yeah. only way that we don't help is if we're quiet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, and, and also, I want to encourage I want to encourage anybody that's 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 watching this or listening to this. Um, maybe, you know, of an amazing organization that's helping right. people. Maybe you're a part of a nonprofit or right. you work for a nonprofit or, you know, one hit our website up. We have a contact page. Send us an email through the website and say, hey. I, I know of this organization and, and, you know, let us know about these so that we can reach out to them and form these partnerships. And let me tell you this, because we get asked this sometimes. Well, what do you what do you require of the nonprofit or what do you charge the nonprofit to be able to be you know featured on your website? And the answer is forever and always zero. We don't yes. ask the nonprofits to do anything. We don't make them pay a fee to be featured on our website. We're not, we don't ask anything of them. In fact, it's so much us just saying, what can we do to help you guys? So if you have a nonprofit and you say, hey, it'd be cool if Coffeetarian worked with, with this nonprofit that I know of, go to the website, go to the contact page and let us know. And we'll try to reach out and make this happen. We've already got partnerships lined up through spring into summer of next year, but we're always looking for new ones to take and guys, on and to work with. for some reason, for whatever reason, you can't, uh, well, you know, we'll have the link in the description, of course. But if for some reason you can't do it or whatever, you just don't think, but drop it in the comments. Yeah. Bubsy and absolutely. I will make sure that Coffee Taren and John get the information that you put in there. Okay. And yeah, again, do you understand now, ladies and gentlemen, why Bubsy and I are so excited to be a part of Coffee Taren? You know, we always said that our goal with the podcast was to change the world. It may just be our little world. Mm. but by spreading love and positivity and come on now coffee <laughs> we can change the world <laughs> right so we kind of answered the question a little while ago john is all coffee the same well we know that's not the, it's just not the case but right. what makes for good coffee why is some coffee so much better than others do you think it's a great question um as we as we kind of mentioned before everybody's taste is a little different um, some people like really rich chocolatey, you know, notes in their coffee. Some people like really aesthetic floral fruity notes. That's, you know, a very wide variety of people and there's everything in between. Um, some of that is driven by the, the different regions of the world that the coffee comes from and how the coffee is processed. You know, is it natural? Is it washed? Is it, is it sourced? you know, from a single farm? Is it, uh, is it treated with all the, the necessary steps to kind of certify that it's good quality? You know, because even that, there are, there are certain levels of like defects that they test coffee for as it's imported. And it has to hit certain standards to be sold as specialty coffee. If it doesn't hit that standard, it can still be roasted and ground and sold uh, on some of the grocery store shelves, even if it's not up to the specialty coffee standard. So there's higher standards um, of, you know, of perfection needed in the, in the harvesting process. But then in the roasting process, 
we love coffee roasters. Now we don't personally roast coffee ourselves. We help to market and ship and, and all that stuff, but we do work with, with roasters. So we have a, a roaster right now that does a, a lot of our, our products and they um, roast for us, but we actually just signed a deal with a, a, a second roaster who's going to offer exclusive products through us. And they're a local roaster to the state that we're in. And, nice. and so what's, what's awesome about that is together we're going to, and we've already started. I was actually doing tastings this week of a new product line. Um, but we get to literally, jealous. yeah, we get to hone in how we want the coffee to taste, what flavors we want to bring out, how dark do we want to roast the beans, how much time, all of that stuff. We get to work that out and literally create a custom blend that is nowhere else in the world. Nobody oh, else on their website is going to be able to say, I sell this exact blend because it's custom to us and this local roaster that we're partnering with. So we're going to start to do more blends and more single origin stuff with that roaster to be able to offer exclusivity on some of our products as well. So roasting plays a big part. You can absolutely burn coffee beans, right. get them too dark, get them dried out, and they will th – no matter what kind of love you show to them, they're just not going to do well. Well, that's but, the coffee bean that has to have too much sugar, right, too much creamer, right. too much everything. You know, I've right. got a friend, I, I think I may have told you this before, John. I've got a friend and she says, you know, I love the coffee. She said, but, you know, I, I don't really taste any of these flavors like you're talking about. I said, well, how do you make your coffee? And then she started to describe the half oh. a cup of sugar. And the half a cup of cream that she was putting right. in, I'm like, well, no wonder you can't taste it. You're, you've disguised, I mean, all the flavors that the coffee offered with everything else. What, uh, what's right. the face about, Bubs? Like, uh, yeah, can I get a mocha frap with caramel drizzle, one shot of espresso, <laughs> two shots of vanilla? <laughs> like, oh, no. Was, what was funny is I went to a, a large coffee chain the other day and I ordered uh, I ordered a, a, a drink that I was just in a rush and I just ordered. And they asked me, they said at this coffee store, they said, do you want coffee in that drink? And I was like, hang on a second. Wait a minute. It's a coffee joint. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, that's a sad question because that means a lot of people come through and order that drink and they say, don't put coffee in it. And oh. then their expectation is that coffee tastes a certain way and they're not even drinking actual coffee. So, you know, well, it's, but it's a wide know, variety. All I know about the large chains and see, and th this is the thing guys, if you're, if you're listening to what John says, the way it's roasted, the way it's prepared, yes. the freshness of the coffee. That's what makes it better. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, this way I have for years, uh, especially when I was working, I would set up the coffee pot the night before so that when I got up in the morning, I did not have to fix the coffee and it was just there waiting me. All I had to do was pour it in the cup. Little did I know by exposing the coffee grounds, even though they were mass produced coffee grounds, that I was affecting the flavor, the bitterness, the aftertaste, all that by letting yeah. that sit out in the air all night long. Yeah. You know, and, and so to your question, you know, what makes good coffee and why is coffee not all the same? Well, there's a certain level of, uh, you know, a basis, which is what's the quality of the coffee beans? N you know, no matter what you do in preparing it, if you start with a bad product, you're not going to be much you can do to improve it. So freshness, quality.
quality of the beans, right. uh, the roast level. Is it lighter roasted, medium roast? Some people like the darker roast. Where's the roast level? That's your basis. But then you can absolutely take really good, really high quality coffee and brew it really bad. <laughs> you, your ratios can be off. You can do things that cause good quality coffee to still taste bad. And part of that is an education process. And one of the things that I also felt very passionate about doing in Coffeetarian was um, having a blog on there where right. I can you know, say, hey, I, I learned this and I tried it and it works great. Now you go try it. Here's how to try these different things. And so we have a blog where occasionally I'll post you know, a review of something or a method or a technique or I'll talk about specific things to how to improve your coffee experience because I don't want to keep all this information to myself. I want to share the love with coffee, which is something right. we say at Coffeetarian. So I want to be able to – even if I try something and I say, oh, man, this is good. Why wouldn't I want to call up the beard and be like, hey, you got to try this. Come this on. is awesome. And that's why we did the blog, right? Is we were trying to just be able to inform people. So there's little things. One of the things that, um, that was brought up at the beginning of the show, where do I start if I want good quality coffee? Well, there's little things that people don't think about that can dramatically change their coffee brewing experience. And that's why not all coffee is the same. So one of the best examples, just right off the top, is coffee is very important, right? The coffee bean is very important. But the majority of what you're drinking in the beverage coffee is water, right? You're putting water in, it's extracting through the grounds, and you get nice, delicious coffee. But like 98% of it that you're drinking is water, and the coffee is just going in to give you the extraction. So one thing, when somebody says, you know, I, I just don't really like the, the flavor of my coffee. I just, I can't get it to taste good. One of the first things I ask them is, how do you prepare your coffee? Why well, I put water in, okay, let me take it back a step. Where do you get your water from? A lot of people say, what do you mean? That's a silly question. I walk over to my sink, <laughs> I pour water into the coffee pot or whatever, the kettle, and that's where I get my water from. Just think about this. If the basis of making the coffee is water from your tap, if you try instead using filtered water, and I'm not saying hook up a big fancy filtration system in your house. I'm saying go to Walmart, get a $20 Brita pitcher, put water from your sink in there, and let it use a filter inside there. Throw it in the fridge or whatever. But let – I mean I'm talking just a cheap filter pitcher. Yep. That will make a world of difference. So if you're saying how do I get my coffee to taste better if I've already got good quality coffee but I'm still not happy with it? Well, let's start with our water source. I remember telling my parents, hey, try filtered water in your coffee pot. They came to me and they said, all right, literally, that was ridiculous how much that changed the quality <laughs> of the coffee. They, they didn't believe me, but then they tried it, and they were like, this is, this is yeah. totally different. Well, let, so, me, let me ask Bubsy a question here real quick. So because coffee, the water does make a big difference. Well, we just but Bubsy, you're kind, of the, you're kind of the youngest one in, in the process here. But because, well, I'm your dad. Yeah, I know your large jug of filtered water. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. He calls it Big Bertha, by the way. Uh, but I want to ask you a question. Since the obsession has really flared in the bearded household, as we'll call it, what do you think in the difference of the coffee before and the coffee now? Because, you know, the, even though it's in the same household, we don't, you know, we haven't talked about it a lot, but I want to know. 
your take on the difference well, real I, quick well i mean obviously we have to talk about obviously the freshness or whatever now you just doing the, your little chemistry experiments with like a pour over <laughs> like oh my gosh we're talking about like like i said i'm not i'm not here like oh yeah coffee i'm like yay caffeine i never in really enjoyed a cup of coffee until i had my first pour over i think it was of like a snickerdoodle flavor yep oh mm-hmm. my lord <laughs> like now yeah. that right there is a cup of coffee so well and see that just goes to show he's like he said i never really had a good cup of coffee until then you know we were making coffee for a long time thinking we were having good coffee but then when we changed the kind of coffee we had then we started changing the process and i know john i know that somebody's still out there going well all coffee's the same and besides <laughs> that it's too expensive to mm. do all that now guys i'm on a budget i'm on a budget budget you know, a couple a podcast or so back, I told people, you know, when I go shopping, I look, I go see my buddy Clarence first. Because <laughs> I'm looking for the deal. I'm trying to save a little money, right? Mm-hmm. So my Chemex, my French press, I think I got both of them for under four, under forty bucks. Yeah. On Amazon, so it doesn't have to be expensive, right, John? I mean, there are right. expensive things <laughs> out there, but there oh, yes. are cheaper alternatives as you go. Right. So that you can have yeah. that same experience. Absolutely. So in kind of my, my progression, especially for people on a budget, and they say, how can I make the coffee better? First of all, again, coffee freshness. Where are you getting your coffee from? Order it from specialty coffee. Order from a fresh roaster. But get good quality coffee to start with. So that's step number one. And you can find affordable coffee, even on our website, some of our more expensive stuff. We run deals sometimes. We have yep. the, the sponsorship with the, beer, uh, the, uh, with the Caffeinated Podcast. If you use the special code BEARD, you get a discount on your first purchase. So there's ways to budget that. But get good quality coffee. Get you a little cheap Brita filter pitcher mm-hmm. and use filtered water. That's not going to break the bank. Like I said, you know, 15 20 30 bucks for a nice Brita filter pitcher. The next thing I recommend is doing exactly what the beard said, and that's changing up how you brew the coffee. So that's buying things like buy a French press. You can get these for 15, 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, you can get them even, even at your which local is, stores. Which is by far one of my favorite cups of coffee, though, out of that French press. Well, I mean, right. when, when you say probably even one of the more cheaper things is just grinding your own coffee as well. Yeah, so the next thing I usually say, you know, get a French press or, or get, a, you know, get a Chemex, something like that. Get a, a V60. Um, and then when you start looking at, all right, how do I step up again? Grinding your own coffee fresh. Even if you order from us and you order at ground, which we do offer an already pre-ground option, it's still super, super, super fresh. Right. But as it sits in that bag, right, for however long it takes you to go through that bag, um, you're still the, the grounds have already you know kind of starting to degas that the freshness isn't there like it would be if you took those beans and you grinded them fresh so the problem is there's a lot of grinders in the world right and grinders can get very expensive most people don't realize this but you know you can get a little blade grinder um right so 
I don't use this for coffee really, but you can get a little blade grinder that, that's, you know, it's a good start to your, to your coffee grinding. Mm -hmm. But what you really want is a, a burr grinder and a burr grinder can be a little bit more expensive. And I mean, I'm talking, you can find, you can find burr grinders that are thousands of dollars. Right. Right. So you might be saying, well, that's crazy. Like I'm not going to jump thousands of dollars on a, on a, a grinder and you can find grinders uh, that are electric grinders for much cheaper than that. You can find a good burr grinder for a couple hundred bucks. But one of the cheaper options to get a good quality grinder is just to buy a hand grinder. So like something like this, a little hand take, grinder. It do take more time now. Yeah, I mean, it do, it does take a little bit more time. But consider it your workout before your coffee. I mean. <laughs> right. But again, if you're on a budget, right, and you might not have hundreds of dollars to spend on a grinder, this will get you uh, the same quality because it's got burr uh, blades inside of it. It is a manual crank, but you're talking high, high, high quality grind for much cheaper price than if you're buying an electric grinder. And those work in a pinch and it takes a little muscle, but I mean, it works in a pinch and that ele elevates your game. And see guys, you might be thinking, well, I don't, you know, I just have it ground myself. Why would I want to go to all the process of grinding it myself? Because there's settings on these grinders. And depending on where you set it, whether you want it a little bit finer, I mean, you can go all the way down to espresso grind if you want to or whatever, or a little bit coarser. The, as John talked about the different notes, the fruity flavors, the chocolate notes, depending on where you set that grinder, coarse or fine, or anywhere in between, is gonna change the flavor that you have in the same coffee that you have. There's a right. reason so we're calling it a chemistry experiment is because right? you can well, change I mean, so much. Bubsy mentioned the uh, snickerdoodle that we had that we did get from a local roaster here. And John and I uh, know the people that run it. They're super people. They, they always, they're, they're trying awesome. to help people as well. Yeah. And uh, But to go from the regular medium grind that we had on the snickerdoodle to I did the little bit coarser grind and did the French press. And Bubsy mm. was like, why does this taste so good? You know? <laughs> It, it took yeah, like and so, an already great coffee and just skyrocketed. So now, right, if there, you want to know why grind, that's that. what he said. It takes already great coffee and makes it better. Right, and there's a science behind that. In that, um, if you want, like, let's say your flavor profile, you have a, a a coffee, and you say, I tend to like the sweeter notes, or I tend to like the the chocolatier notes. If you will grind what's called more coarse, so instead of looking like powder, it looks more like sea salt, right? Mm -hmm. If you grind it more coarse, you'll pull a lot of those chocolatier notes out, especially in a, something like a French press. Maybe you like the brighter notes. My wife really likes the floral, fruity notes, the brighter notes. If you grind finer, that's going to actually pull some of those notes out to the front because it's actually – you think about what a grind is doing, what, what the grind size is doing. It's changing the surface area that the water can come in contact with the grounds. Now, it's doing it on a very small level because we are talking grounds, but nonetheless, it is science, right? So the, the surface area that the water is coming in contact with those grounds as it's extracting the coffee flavors into that water, the different sizes tend to pull out different notes because yeah. of how much the coffee or the, the coffee grounds are able to be exposed to the water. So it all makes a difference. Every single bit of this makes a difference. Now, one of the and John is going to do us a uh, a little demonstration here in just a second. Uh, show us a really good pour over technique. And one of the things that we didn't mention, like you know, where do you start? You know, he's talking about you can get you know have a, a Chemex, which is a pour over, a French press, which is basically a you know kind of a pour over as well. 
Yeah, I'll show you a Chemex. And um, so this is a Chemex. Yeah, it's like a pour over. Yeah, and it's just it makes excellent coffee. By the way, <laughs> it does take time, right? And one of the things that we neglected to mention, or I forgot to mention, was that you're going to need a decent little digital scale. Mm -hmm. Okay, because it is a science experiment. If you go into a you go into a laboratory, they don't just willy nilly. Okay, let's try this. Let's try that, and just throw it in and see mm -hmm. what happens. They weigh right. everything out to so that they know that this much this because a couple of grams of beans can change the entire flavor profile of your whatever you're trying to make. Yes. You know, if you don't have if you put less water in it, it changes the flavor profile. If you put more water in it, it changes yes. the flavor profile. So all those little things. So you'll also need a, a, a digital scale. So, John, why don't yeah. you what? And since we're just talking about it, why don't you just give us a, a, a little demonstration? Show us what you got there. Sure. Yeah. Um. I'll, let me put some water in the kettle and get it heated up, and then I'll, okay, I'll talk, we'll talk through kind of what I'm using. All right. Now but, you uh, know he said he's putting water in the kettle and heating it up. Right. Why would he do that? Because he wants it a specific water temperature before he starts his pour. Yeah, I ha I have a, a temperature controlled kettle, so it'll actually achieve whatever degree I want from boiling down to you know 150 degrees or whatever exact temperature I want, right. and then it'll keep it there. So. It, temperature controlled and then I can set it to typically I aim for about 205 I aim for 205 and then it'll hold it there and you say well I don't have a temperature controlled kettle so what do I do the best way to do it is bring your water to a boil you hear it bubbling and everything and then pull it off and just let it sit for about 15 seconds and and once you hear the bubble stop 15 20 seconds that water temperature is coming down to about about perfect temperature for you to do a pour over or something like that. Um, so I'll get that going real quick, and then we'll oh, also no uh, kind of talk about the different things we're going to see, and, and I'm going to use – we'll oh. switch to a camera angle. Well, and while he's, while he's getting the water together, I know there's going to be somebody going, this sounds like too much of a process, right? Filter pitcher. Filter pitcher. Filter well, and but, I mean, we're not we're not saying you know this needs to be how you make coffee every single time either. This, we're giving examples of here's how that there here's ways that you can make better coffee, how you can experiment right. with what you want to have in your coffee. Because, like I'm saying, I'm I'm sure he doesn't do a pour over every single day in the morning. No, I use a coffee pot for most mornings. Yeah, right. because because of time constraints, because a good right. cup of coffee takes time it's just sorry guys i'm a big guy i'm gonna say it you want a good meal you don't go through the drive-through right <laughs> you work on the meal you take the time to cook everything properly you want a good cup of coffee it's gonna take a little time right now everything that john showed the hand grinder um all that stuff, you know, you can you can get an electric grinder, you can spend a little more money on it, which just is, it's a time saver. But you can still get consistency with all of it, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. But right. it's one of those things, John and, you know, Bubsy, you, you all can tell me if I'm wrong. I almost think making a good cup of coffee, and this is with a lot of coffee chains out there. I almost, I really think that making a good cup of coffee is a lost art, almost. Yeah, and especially in small towns, you know, some of the bigger towns, they have like those coffee shops where you walk in and, and they have baristas who they're not just, you know, not to, to, to you know, kind of come down on anybody. But some people, right. 
they work at a coffee shop because they just want to make some money and they just need some cash in their pocket. And that's, there's no problem with that. It's, it's honest work. That's awesome. But there are some people who go and they become a barista and that becomes a passion of theirs. And it's not just about working for a big chain. It's literally about the passion of, of coffee making and, and really getting people to experience coffee that, that changes their perspective on coffee. And so I've actually been to some of these little coffee shops, but they're usually around bigger cities and stuff where you've got baristas who win medals and compete in like barista championships and they do latte art championships. And those guys did you girls that who have a There's coffee competitions out there. Hello, come on. Absolutely. Yeah. They're huge. There's huge competitions for it. James Hoffman became famous because he won a world barista, not United States. He's in England, yeah. but he won the World Barista Cup Championship. So um, it's absolutely well, a, a lost art, though, for most people. It is. And of course, now I know that Bubsy and Mama Beard are they're real happy uh, that I'm a little mm -hmm. obsessed with coffee, you know, because. I do the same thing the same way every time. Now, that's if I'm doing pour over or if I'm using my coffee pot. I am yeah. very precise about what I do with it and how I do it because I want it to be a consistently good cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, that's the thing with any of it, guys. Like I said, you, you can do it on a small budget. You'll spend a little bit, what? Uh, 20 bucks, probably on a digital scale if you want to do, use one of those. Yeah, anything uh, that measures grams, you're good. The, the pot, uh, depending on what you get, is probably going to run you between 20 and 30 bucks, depending on how much you want to spend on it. Probably not much more than that. And, or you can go, I mean, you can get into some expensive coffee equipment, but there's golfers yeah. out there that spend thousands on a golf club. Mm -hmm. A golf right. club. Notice I didn't say golf clubs. <laughs> That's right. Right? And, so and it just comes down to like, you know, if it's something that, that you really are, are passionate about, then for the price of it, just a, a really entry-level, okay coffee pot, you can get things like the scale, the kettle, and a pour-over and completely change your coffee game. Right. I mean, 100%. And if you find that, hey, I really like this, maybe you're only out 100 bucks at that point, tops for everything. And you say, you know what? That made a difference. That's going to justify you saying, hey, I want to I wanna investigate this a little bit more. I want to spend a little bit more money. What can I do to the next level and the next level? That's how I got into it. I didn't drop thousands of dollars on coffee equipment to get into this thing. I said, hey, I'm going to go buy a $15 Chemex. I'm going to buy a little you know, $10 scale. And I've just upgraded my equipment as I've seen that it's made a difference. Right? And, and, exactly. But you got to start somewhere. Well, you know, as John said early on in this, we've known each other for a while. Uh, John blessed me with some of his, uh, I don't want to say hand-me-down equipment, but as he upgraded uh, so did I. <laughs> Let's just say it that way, right? And it's just like it's it, it's hard to explain other than uh, to put it in for me in the context of food, okay? Because I make stuff, you know, like everybody else. If I've got fresh stuff, I make fresh stuff. If I need to, I use canned. But I've had people say, well, that can't be canned because it tastes too good. And I'm like, well, how do you fix yours? Well, I put it in the pot. I turn the heat on. When it's hot, I serve it. That's not cooking. Okay? That's just heating. Right? And if you, it's, it's kind of the same way with coffee. If you just throw it in there and you make coffee, you're heating up, you're heating up coffee. That's it. You're not making coffee. Right. But if you take so, a little bit of time and do that, then you're good to go. That's right. So kind of talk through this a little bit. So 
Here I have, I've measured out. You see, these are, here we go. There you go. There we go. Coffee beans. These, uh, this is actually our, our Guatemala single origin, but you can see it's still whole beans, right? So what I've done is on my scale, I've measured out. This is 18 grams of coffee. And a good ratio to start with, if you're trying out a new coffee or you don't know where to start, we, uh, kind of the golden ratio of coffee is usually around a 1 to 16. And what that means is I'm going to put one part coffee to 16 parts water. So 18 grams of coffee, and I'm going to use 300 grams of water, which is, you know, close to uh, – uh, it's a good size, normal one cup serving, right? right. Uh, typically, a cup is about five ounces to eight ounces. Um, but we in America kind of think of like a cup of coffee being more like 10, 15 ounces. So, yeah, so this is 300 ounces of water, but it's 18 grams of coffee. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to use my hand grinder and I'm just going to pour it in. So I've got the coffee in there. And that goes in the little bottom here. And then I put the cap on, and I have it set. This has different settings. I don't know if you can see this different yeah. uh, numbers here, yeah, I'm gonna, but I have uh, it set what on do four. Is I'm going to make John a bigger picture and put me and the beard over on the side. Okay. So there we okay. go. They should be able to see you, like, big now. So this has different numbers, and these numbers correlate to different grind sizes, sticks being coarse one being really fine and you can get some that have different steps that go to like 30 and 40 just depending um but i put it on four because that's a, about a good pour over coarseness in this specific grinder now your grinder may be totally different so what you got to do is you got to play around with it which is yep. part of the fun that's why i like doing it. play around with the different grind settings right so just crank this little this little guy around and it's grinding the coffee in the burr grinder and we'll see the end result here in about five seconds. Man's got Frank his pinky Google. out. It's all fancy. You know? and, yeah, he's got his yeah. pinky out. He's all fancy. <laughs> Did you see that? Right? All right. All he, all he so, needs is some good music to go with it. That's right. Hey, I've so got some done. free music we can put in. And now we see now, the Now, I want you guys to notice before he does this, too. He used a hand grinder. Did it really take that much time for him to get what he wanted? No. Oh, that smells nice too. I, I wish, I wish you, you guys could. Can you see? Yeah, smell it. Smell a vision. Mm, that smells good. Well, oh, that's the All first right. thing I did when we got the Colombian John. I opened the bag and I'm like, he's like, hey, you know, smell it. he's bringing it around the house. Mama, be it. Smell this. So I'm going to switch cameras to my pour over angle so you guys can see, and we'll actually go through doing the pour over. Okay. Let me uh, work that out real quick. I may have to adjust it again, but that'll be fine. Oh, hey, hey, it just works straight. Sweet. So I've, I've still got John big. So uh, also audio listeners, we are, like I said, we're doing a live uh, walkthrough of how to make a good cup of coffee. If you want to see this, check out the YouTube video. And like I said, it will be on the screen. Hey, guys, while he is setting it up, we're going to say this as well. Like, comment, share, subscribe. You know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Let us know what you think, guys, because, you know, coffee is an obsession. That's why we're doing it this way. This is a little different for Bubsy and I, the way we do things, but coffee is an awesome thing to go with. All right, John. Right. So the first thing I've done, this is this device here is called a V60, a Hario V60. And, and V60s can look different kinds of ways. Um, 
I'll show another example real quick here. This is another kind of V60. It's like it's a glass V60 that just sits on top of a coffee mug. The one I've got in the camera now is a little bit bigger because it has a built-in carafe so you can make bigger portions. You don't just make one serving size. You can actually make a bigger portion. But I've got my paper filter, and you can have white bleach filters or unbleached filters. Even that can make a little bit of a difference. This is a bleached filter. But it's just a little triangle cup thing. And you put the filter down in. Now, a lot of people think, all right, the first thing you do is pour the coffee in. But actually, the best way to go about this is to take your kettle that's been boiling or set to a temperature, and just kind of wet the paper filter down a little bit. And all you're doing is you're, you're making sure that any of that papery kind of taste in the filter is getting washed out, and that you're heating this inside area, right? So now, what do you do? You have a little bit of water in here, so you have to dump the water. So I'm gonna dump this out in my sink. Come on, guys. This has to tweak the science experiment in every kid that's watching this. I mean, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like I'm in every grown-up kid, it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> now, the next thing I do for a pour-over specifically is I take a small little stick, and the best thing I, I found is using a chopstick. Right, so this is a metal chopstick, one of the reusable ones. But I actually put it right here in the middle, and I'm going to pour the grounds of coffee over top of it. Now, you'll see this is on a gram scale. And I keep hitting this tear button, and that's just to kind of re-level it out to zero, right? But mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour the coffee on top, that fresh ground coffee that I just ground. And you can see, I don't know if you can see it on the scale, but it's 18.3. So right around 18 grams of coffee is what we're shooting for. Now, why did I put the chopstick in there? That looks silly, right? The chopstick is actually a method that's going to help us create a little pocket in the grounds. It's going to give us two things, a target to shoot for when we first pour, but it's also going to kind of pack the grounds in in a way that's going to allow extraction to happen. If I pour the coffee as it is right now with it piled up, if I pour the coffee, the water's going to hit the top of the pile, and it's going to shoot it out to the sides. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to create a divot that's not going to actually get down into the, the bottom of the coffee grounds to extract it very well. So what I can do is I can make a little kind of volcano-looking pit, like an inverted pit. And you can see that there's now a circle right there. Now, some people say, I can just do that with my hands. The problem is when you're mixing it up with your hands, you might actually disperse the coffee a little too much. But using something like a chopstick or a little tiny stick, that just gives you the perfect level of circular motion. Mm -hmm. And you can see it's created a little pocket there. Right, So there's a pocket, and what I'm going to do is tear the scale. Now I'm at zero, so 18 grams of coffee, paper filter wet, and now we're going to do our first pour. Remember, our goal is 300 grams, but the first pour we want to do is called the bloom phase, and we just want to pour to about double the size of the coffee. So 18 grams, I'm going to aim for somewhere around 40. Okay, so I'm going to be watching my scale, and I'm going to aim right in the middle of that little hole, and then I'm going to spread it around, all right? I hit 50, so not too bad. And you can see that it's just going to sit there for a minute, and I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to let it go for about 30 seconds. And what it's doing in the bloom phase is this coffee is actually releasing any pent-up 
uh, carbon dioxide, CO2 that's in the coffee grounds. It's actually releasing that and and kind of blooming up. And the fresher the, the coffee is, the more it will bloom. So if you get something right off roast, this is off roast for a little while, but if you get something right off roast, it sometimes will even kind of balloon up. But about 30, 35 seconds, I'm going to pour my second round. And here I'm going to go for about 100 on the scale total. And I'm just kind of agitating the grounds. And then I do a little technique here that James Hoffman talks about, which is just spinning. So why do I spin? Okay, I spin because it's pushing the grounds around and allowing the water to cover evenly all the way across. Right? So now I'm going to wait for about 40 additional seconds. Okay? So we went about 30 seconds on the bloom phase. We're going to go about 40 seconds on the second phase. I'm at 107. We're aiming for 300. So I'm going to do two more pours, each around 100 grams. So I'm going to take us from 100 to 200, and then 200 to 300. It's what we're aiming for. So right now, that, that coffee is extracted through. The grounds are nice and saturated. They're pretty even. I'm going to grab the While he's kettle. getting the thing to do the pot, let me say this real quick before he pours, or why is he's pouring. You may think, man, this is, just takes too much time. It's too much of a process. But see, the thing about it is, with a good cup of coffee, whether it's, whether it's a good roast, whether, whatever it is, if you have a consistent process that you do over and over again, guess what you're going to have? A consistent, good cup of coffee every time. Mm, you know, yeah. you're going to have a good, consistent meal every time. You know, and it's all in the learning how to do it. And for those of you that say, well, I don't have this much time. Nobody has this much time all the time. But once you try it one time, I guarantee you'll come back. <laughs> and there's a reason why this yields better coffee than just your typical coffee pot. A typical, a typical coffee pot doesn't pause for a bloom phase and release that gas. Right. It doesn't evenly extract and then spin and ensure that you're getting a blanket to cover that. What we want to see, and what you'll see here, you're already starting to see, but here's our last pour from 200 to 300. On the last one, I'm going to go kind of slow because I don't want as much agitation as the first couple. But what we're going to see is when I finish here, the coffee grounds should create kind of a flat bed. I'm not even going to spin the last time. But it's going to create a flat bed. Keep in mind, we started with a pile of coffee. We spun it, and it created a divot. Now we've poured it, and as it's pulled down in its last drawdown phase of the extraction, the bed is kind of flat. It's not... There's not one side that's scooped up. There's not one side that's piled up. It's pretty flat, all things considered. Your coffee pot, a lot of times when you pull the grounds out, you might see a giant divot in the middle where it's just splashed coffee mm -hmm. or water down on top of the grounds. Or maybe it's moved things around. But here, we see there's not extra grounds pushed up. We see that it's all pretty centrally located, and it's pretty flat, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the beautiful thing there is it's taken the time to let the gases release. It's taken the time to evenly distribute the water, not compress it down, to allow it to cover all of the grounds in different time increments. And, and here we are talking. I'm done. We poured exactly 300 grams on the scale. And I, I want to tell you that in the timer, it says we're under four minutes. So even right. though that seems like a long time, really, that took us less than five minutes. And 
I I know that the the kettle takes a little while. So you could pour water in the kettle when you get up in the morning, set it to boil, and you know go go do your morning routine, brush your teeth, you know, put on some deodorant so people can be around you, things like that, right? <laughs> Come back, grab the kettle. We thank you all. All of you who shower, yes, we do. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> and and you literally have really fresh, really high quality coffee, and it took you less than five minutes, even though it seems like it took a long time. Yeah. It's really not that bad. Now, so let's do a pour real quick. So I'm just gonna get rid of the filter. We got our little coffee terrian cup there. I don't know if you can see it. But uh got a little coffee terrian mug. So another thing that I like to do when I pour is I like to get height, which is going to be a little tough because of the camera, but um, putting air in the coffee distribution, even that will, will bring out some notes. So what I do is I like to, to, to pour. Let me move the filter basket before I create a mess. So I pour, but then I, I kind of raise it up. Might make a little mess, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> little mess, good coffee, it's all worth it. But... This cup of coffee, I'm telling you, if you taste it, it's going to be so much better than what your coffee pot can produce because it's fresh, freshly ground, filtered water, a good pour-over technique with some different things for you to try out, and the end result is going to be coffee that I'm telling you, it's just, it's just beautiful. Let me hold on one second. Clean up a little bit of my mess here. So what do you why think, I have you ready to try the Chemex? Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm here for the caffeine, man. Oh. But this no, is it's... why... Um, this is why I have a dedicated coffee bar in my house, because I just I make a mess out of everything. There but we go. now we have good quality coffee. Under five minutes, freshly ground, filtered water, good technique. And this V60, you can get on Amazon. It's not expensive. Um, I don't exactly remember the price, but it's, I, it's under 50 bucks. Uh, and yeah, you can get this, I mean, and it's awesome quality. And like John said earlier, for those that, that hopefully at this point in the podcast are even thinking about it, you know, mm. try, try the coffee from Coffee so Dairy. It's good, it's good quality coffee for one. That'll work in your regular coffee pot. Right. But if yes. you're like, okay, I'm ready for my first science experiment, you can get a Chemex, which is a pour over for under 20 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Right. You can get you a, a teapot. You can do the same thing. I mean, you can boil water on the stove without having to do the teapot. That's right. You just you put it in the pot. You just got to put it into something that makes it easier to do the pour over. Yeah. You don't have to invest Absolutely. a whole lot of money in this. But, you know, We've talked about how to do it, the uh, the way to get started. We've talked about the coffee itself. We've talked about the coffee company, you know. And see, one of the things is, you know, John and I have been friends for uh, for years. We've we've you know, and we've had conversations about a lot of things. But the funny thing is, is when him and I start talking about coffee, it's, it's the people that are watching that under try to understand what we're talking about. Like, why are you all talking about? It's just coffee, okay. <laughs> But it's not. It's, you know, to me, and maybe I'm looking at it uh, a little simply. I, I tend to do that. But I always remember as a kid, people going uh, with my grandmother and 
the other people that are with, hey, man, you know, let's just go out and uh, have a cup of coffee and talk, right? You know, coffee is one of those things, like food, that can bring people together in a way that other things can't. So, you know, and we've got so many things in this world trying to to pull us apart, to keep us divided. Why not get involved in stuff that will bring you together, that will allow you to help other people? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Bubsy and I, you know, you, you for those of you that are here, you've, you've been here long enough to know that uh, Bubsy and I do not like opinion. Okay. <laughs> so. But we wanted John, we really wanted John to talk tonight. We wanted him to share about the coffee. You know, he shares the same love for coffee I does. Bubsy says it jokingly that he's here for the caffeine, but he loves the coffee. I don't care what he says, right? You know, but see, that's the thing, John. Uh, for me, you know, coffee brought you and I together in a way that we wouldn't have been before because we started yeah. talking about how cool it is to be able to do this. And, yes. you know, like you said, he the demonstration he did was awesome. It's four minutes for a cup of coffee. I can make an almost a whole pot in four minutes. You can, but it's not going to be the same coffee. It won't I'll taste like that. <laughs> I'll even challenge you all out here. To, I'll challenge those that are listening and watching this. If your favorite coffee is Maxwell House, right? <laughs> if your favorite coffee is Maxwell House, I challenge you to buy a Chemex. And make Maxwell House in a Chemex and make it in your coffee pot and see which Maxwell House tastes better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not down in Maxwell House Folgers, any of the name brand. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is technique, consistency, time, whatever the coffee is, you can take some bad coffee and make it better. Mm, right. Yes. It's not going to be great coffee. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to be. Right. And, you know, I've tried a whole bunch of different coffees. I've tried uh, uh, coffees from all over the country from different, that they get from different places, right? There's even one company now that I have a subscription to. They send me coffee every month. Well, I'm getting ready to do away with them, all right? Not because I don't like, it's, I don't like their coffee. And it's not that I don't like what they support because they give a portion of every sale to veterans. I, and I really appreciate that. The reason that I say that is, from the bottom of my heart, Coffee Terrian's coffee is better. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have it coming from them every month because it's smoother, it's less bitter. Not that theirs is not good, but why, why not support? Because I'm still going to be able to do the same thing. I'm still going right. to be able to take my money and support humanitarian causes. I'm going to be able to support different things. Yeah. And guys, if y'all haven't figured it out yet, that's the coolest thing about Coffee Terry, right? And the, the cool thing is, too, with the nonprofits we work with, when we partner with them, <clears throat> we, we love to take their logos and create exclusive T-shirts. So that way, when you buy a T-shirt, maybe it's an organization, maybe it's like a veteran organization. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to try to partner with a pretty big one here local to us. Um, and so it's that notion of maybe you really like that organization. And when we partner with them, we offer an exclusive T-shirt that you're not able to find anywhere else on the market. You buy it from us. You get a T-shirt with your, you know, your charity that you support already. But even in doing that, the money goes towards that charity directly as well. And that's the cool thing. It's all about just helping each other out and raising awareness. So, Bubsy, I know we haven't talked that much tonight. <laughs> What do you think? 
What do you think about the whole coffee lifestyle? Oh, <laughs> uh, I like caffeine. <laughs> uh, no, but to be serious, like I drink coffee every morning. Like, first of all, I used to talk for a living. I used to work in a call center. Needed something to, you know, prime your voice first thing in the morning. But also, you gotta wake up. Like, coffee's great. <laughs> There's a reason that it is probably one of the most selling, you know, uh, sources. I, I most like probably source of caffeine is I, what you're going what, for. What am I trying to say, bro? I can't. I can't talk. Okay. This is this is the problem. Like, I don't know if people understand. Like, the funny moments. Like. Those are difficult, and like we're not even doing a script this time. Like, imagine if imagine if we tried to run through the script right now. Okay, I would Ugh. fail. Uh, no. But but it, there's a reason why coffee is so mainstream. Like it is, is because people enjoy it, people like it. So why not get the best? Yeah, yeah. Why not buy a good quality coffee? Are you going to spend a little more in the in the outset probably but when you start you know we're using it kind of as a funny term the science experiment of coffee to make good coffee you're not going to use as much coffee as you're using now in your coffee pot to make bad coffee mm. sorry but i mean it's just that simple because the better the better quality of the coffee it's the more the flavor the more you eat the more you get out of it so and and i just want to add one thing real quick uh, like like the beard said uh, earlier the awesome thing, too, is knowing that every time you're brewing a, a cup of coffee or a pot of coffee with coffee that you buy from us, every time you can you can have satisfaction in knowing that you helped do a part to help somebody in need, that you you supported a charity or a nonprofit that helped somebody who was in need. And so, yes, you got to enjoy coffee and you got to play around with the flavors and you got to do different things, try different regions of the world. Right. And that's awesome. But Every cup of coffee you're making, you're enjoying it, and that love you just shared with somebody else because you supported a great cause, and that's the heartbeat of our company. And that's the reason for the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason that we drink the coffee. You know, but for me, and, you know, if you all haven't been here long enough to understand that I think too much, you know, you We're heard the overthunk. Over yeah, well, you've heard the overthunk comments. Oh. I think I need a t-shirt with overthunk made on it, to be quite honest. But uh, I think about this stuff. And one of the things I remember most about coffee, and I'll share this with you guys and everybody else, is when I was a kid, my grandmother had this old big silver percolator, you know, the bloop, 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 bloop. Mm -hmm. And she would sit down and she would drink her morning coffee. And, you know, at a certain age, you're like, come on, let me have a cup of coffee, right? She knew that I wasn't going to like it, so it was about that much milk, right, <laughs> and about that much coffee. But we started doing that at the kitchen table, mm. and her and I would talk about the day and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's a reason that my TikTok lives are called caffeinated connections, you know, because as much as I love coffee, coffee can be used to bring people together. You sit down and have a conversation just like you do over a good meal. You can, mm -hmm. you can share your love of something that's as simple as a really good cup of coffee. And I started saying it earlier, but guys, the simple, for me, it's overly simple. 
if we can do things that draw us together and be positive for each other, then we're going to be strong for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, John supports us. We support John, right? They support Educate Liberia and New Breed this month. You know, they, they, it's all about lifting people up. Yeah. Right. You know, and the coffee is the icing on the cake. The coffee itself really is not the cake, y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the connections that you can make. It's the, it's the stories that you can tell. It's like, hey, man, I bought this, I bought this bag of coffee. It was really good. But let me show you a picture. If we ever get a chance to put pictures of, of the school that I mm-hmm. helped build because I bought a bag of coffee. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me tell you about the veteran that I met be, that got helped because I bought a bag of coffee. Yeah. Guys, it's all about literally, you know, he, he said that he started out with tea, that, you know, that there's a, a tea community and there's a coffee community out there. Believe me, John and I are not the only two coffee nerds in the world. We're not the only ones that love the science. And, you know, if so, James Hoffman wouldn't have how many subscribers (laughs) on YouTube? I mean, come on, y'all. Right? So let's get get connected over a good cup of coffee. Let's let's have a little fun. Let's laugh. You know, let's let's do this. Let's let's become that community. You know, that's what Bubsy and I are trying to create, hopefully, with the TikTok stuff, with the podcast stuff. You know, you all know what I'm about to say here when I get done. These are our closing thoughts, and I want John to have one, and I want Bubsy to have one as well. Or, or Bubsy, you can go first and let John close however you want to do it, all right? But for me, it's all about connecting with somebody else. It's letting them know that I care. I mean, and I know it sounds overly simple, and I'm getting a little too deep on it, and I'm sorry. But if I don't like you, I'm not going to share my coffee, (laughs) y'all. Right? You ain't touching my pot. But if, boy. but if, but if, if this is something that touches me, that it's good for good, and I want, and I want to touch you, and I want to help you, then I'm going to share the stuff that I'm passionate about. It doesn't happen; just, just, just happens to be a little bit of coffee. But it's about everything else, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. If I hear a good joke and you're having a bad day, I'm going to tell you the joke because I want you to smile. Same reason I want you drinking a good cup of coffee. Nobody wants to go with work with the guy that had the bad cup of coffee because he's going to be in a bad mood all day. <laughs> right? So check it out. That's all I ask. Right? Go to cafeterian.store. Look at the different blends. Right now, Mexico is my favorite. This, has, this, this is in close running. I may have to put them both on level one because this, this <laughs> Colombian, guys, is supreme. Uh, it's superb. I really, <laughs> really like it. And... uh of course, then there's the Mexican chocolate because it's got a little bit of chocolate in it. You can't go wrong chocolate. with chocolate, right? But go to the store. Check out all the different blends. If you want a good medium one to start with, check out the cowboy blend. That's usually what I tell everybody to start with. Yeah. And then when you find what you like or you find some flavors in there that you think sound good to you, when you check out, put in Beard, B-E-A-R-D, at discount, and you'll get 10% off your first order. But yet you still get 10% off the order, but you get 100% of the blessing that you bestowed on somebody else because you bought a bag of coffee. That's right. Right? So, guys, if you have been here through this totally different type of podcast for us, (laughs) and you've hung in here this long, you know what I'm about to say, right? From this time to the next time, welcome to the family. And obviously, I think we have to let John go. Uh, right. This could be closing thoughts. If you have social media, you can go ahead and plug that for Coffeetarian. 
there's places where like hey we have pictures of the people we've helped especially like, school, right. go ahead and give our social so that when he does his we can just do our outro and head out please oh okay well uh you can find the beard at the caffeinated beard basically on everything you can find me at it's bubsy that's i-t-s-b-u-b-b-z-i basically on everything and then we're gonna hand it over to the coffee man <laughs> awesome well, um, I, I want to say, uh, first of all, thank you so much to The Beard and to Bubsy for having me on the show, uh, on the, the Caffeinated Podcast. It's been an absolute honor for us to partner with you guys and to sponsor you guys' podcast, but then to be a, a guest on the show and get to just talk about something that we're all passionate about. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of what you guys are doing because it's so needed and so special in this time and uh, and we will continue to support you guys 100 percent. so thank you so much for having me um i want to thank all of the people who have ever bought from our store up to this point um you know small businesses they are kept alive by community and by local support we have so many people that i could list for for just days names of people who have reached out who have bought from us loved on us supported us encouraged us to go forth and keep doing the things we're doing to help these these charity causes um so if you've ever bought from our store or you've ever give, given us an encouraging word or anything like that i just want to thank you um, because we wouldn't be a small business that exists without the community around us who support us who buy from us and who help our, or our organization. Um, so absolutely, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, search for coffeetarian.store on Facebook, coffeetarian.store on Instagram, and then coffeetarian underscore US on Twitter. We're mostly on Facebook the most, and then Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, and as these guys awesomely mentioned multiple times, our marketplace is coffeetarian.store. So if you go there, that's our website. Right there on the homepage, you'll see links to the current uh, charity partnership that we're working with to build the school. You'll see uh, links that'll take you to the background story. It'll show you pictures of the kids in the community that, that will be impacted by this school. It'll show you pictures of the area. So we have stories there. We also have the stories and pictures of the previous charities we've worked with. You can find that. You can find our blog. You can reach out to us and contact us. Leave us a note or mention a charity you'd love to see us partner with. You can buy products there. All of that, all of our marketplace is centered around coffeetarian.store. So check it out. And, 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 you know, like the beard said, maybe you don't love coffee. Maybe you can't afford some of the merchandise. Just help us spread the word. And right. if you'll help us spread the word, you're still doing a huge part to raise awareness for people are, who are in need. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, man, thank and, and thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank uh, you. We appreciate you being here, John. And I'm just going to say this before Bubsy does us out. <laughs> guys, just remember, you can also drop a comment and let us know, and we'll make sure any information that you want gets to John and Coffee Tarion. Uh, like this video, share this video, subscribe to the podcast. Let's get it out there so that Coffee Tarion and you all and us together as a coffee community can literally change our world. Yep. Bubsy, to you, my friend. Well, I guess I, at least I can say this has been a very caffeinated episode <laughs> of the Caffeinated well, Podcast. Bye, guys. See ya.